for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lead Lap Show here on WSIC. We are broadcasting, as always, from the studio at WSIC Radio in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. It's good to be back. We had last uh, Monday off for the Memorial Day holiday. Um, I put in about uh, 40 hours at Charlotte Motor Speedway over the three-day weekend uh, doing coverage from there, and you saw some of that on the WSIC News Facebook page. Um, and you can go to steeringwheelnation.com to see all of the uh, articles and different things that uh, we got out of um, Charlotte. But uh, great time there, and excited to be back in the studio. Have a young man in studio with me for this hour who is the two time defending. Arkham Menards West champion. He is also uh, the youngest driver in history to win a full-size midget feature. He uh, started his first Chili Bowl in a midget, uh, first Chili Bowl race night or, or prelim night on his birthday, I believe. We'll clarify that with him when we talk to him. But um, And he's also uh, just completed... A few months of being an exclusive Toyota Racing Development test driver for a brand new car for a brand new series that Toyota is launching. All of that, and he's 17. Jesse Love is with us, and uh, great to have you on the lead lap, Jesse, and uh, great to have you back in the studio. Jesse from California, now living here in the Lake Norman area. And um, wow, you've been a really busy boy lately. Yeah, thanks for the grand entrance. I appreciate it. But uh, no, it's great to be on the show and definitely been really busy and looking forward to talking about it. Okay, so I want to start um, with what I think is maybe the most extraordinary of all of those accomplishments, which is this this uh, opportunity you've just had with TRD as their exclusive test driver. Now, this is a brand new series that they're launching, um, and um, it's basically a GT car, right, uh, Jesse? Is that kind yeah, of a GT so type car? Kind of like a brief overview. Is yes. It's a single make series uh, called the GR86 Cup. Um, the car itself is a Toyota 86 and obviously when you get it and you go racing it's not exactly like you would buy one off the lot but right. um it's yeah single make series they're going to field about 40 cars per race and it could be a lot of fun so the car um itself has sequential shifter it's on four radial continental tires and uh, obviously ABS mapping. Um, it's all Bosch ABS and engine mapping, all that stuff. So um, car's great, huge, humongous brakes. So um, a big rear spoiler and obviously a lot more that I'm probably going to forget. Okay, um, so taking you away from the technical side, here's my question. How does 17-year-old Jesse Love, like, how does this go? Did did somebody from TRD just, like, call you one day and go, hey, young man, we think you're pretty good. Would you like to be a test driver for this brand-new car? Like, that's incredible to me. Yeah, no kidding. Um, basically, I think how it all started was um, my boss at Toyota Race Development, uh, Trent Rodriguez, he just gave me a phone call one day and wanted to see if I wanted to go be a part of a test in, where was it, at, um, Carolina Motorsports Park. Okay, beautiful and, facility. Yeah, great facility, yeah. and it was be a day of, of testing the new car. Um, I went and did a seat fit up in uh, TRD, and 
undisclosed location, <laughs> but uh, up in TRD, <laughs> did a seat fit and was asked a bunch of questions. And uh, they were like, well, we don't know because you're the first one to be driving it. So um, that was definitely the moment where I was like, okay, like I'm the first one to put a lap on the car. So that's going to be pretty interesting. Now, at that moment, what, w- what went through your mind? Was it fear? Was it excitement? Was it both? Was it because like that's a that had to be a moment of like, holy crap. Yeah, I mean, it might be a little bit of, of all the above, but I'm um, definitely excited, and um, you, you don't really get nervous until you get to the racetrack, and you're like, okay, well, um, this is the only one they've built so far, so I can't wreck it. Um, if I wreck it, it's all done. And, yeah, there's a little bit of the unknown fear no factor, <laughs> right, where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, is the tire going to fall off? Is the brake system going to fail? Gonna Whatever fail, it might be, yeah. right? Um, thankfully, no, that did happen. So that's good. Um, but yeah, it was definitely important to give good feedback on the car, solid laps. And I'll tell you every day that I tested is about four or five days of testing, um, at different racetracks. It was a lot of work, um, and a lot of hours behind the wheel. Keep in mind, you're not just, you know, testing different changes they want to do, but, uh, it might be something as simple as go run for 45 minutes straight. Um, and you know, run every lap hard, um, uh, to its limit, but don't wreck it and, um, give us us information and every lap I'm reading off data that's on the dash and giving feedback on the car. Uh, we're going through brake packages, new ABS systems, new engine mapping, different tires, um, a bunch of different shocks, uh, coils, camber adjustments you know i can go on and on but um the funny thing is that the car didn't have ac for the it will for the grd6 cup and when they send oh, the cars will. out yeah air conditioning because the uh it's a closed closed cockpit yeah. so um there is a, a window slider that you can open and close during pit stops to give the driver water or okay. whatever but um other than that, it's a closed cockpit, so you got to think how hot it was, especially in Carolina Motorsports Park when it's 98 degrees outside. So, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like a lot of our listeners are when you know you talk about this, like it's really difficult to to do this for 45 straight minutes, and they're thinking, well, gosh, I would trade my my job to to go, and they don't really think about it gets hot in these cars. <laughs> you, you know, your mental um, stamina that you got to have to kind of keep. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not just driving around like you do at a fun track. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's, it's definitely different and they're throwing so many things at you and, um, it's, it's definitely a little bit stressful, but you also try to not let the pressure get to you. So, um, no, like you said, it was, it was a lot of fun and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but uh, I'm just giving insight of, of what it was like. It's still a lot of work. It's definitely a lot of work. Yeah. Testing is work. But, uh, I mean, I'd I'd give my right arm for Toyota. So whatever they need and whatever they ask for, I I gave them. Well, um, so talk about the car a little bit. What's it like to drive? It's a lot of fun. Like I say, big brakes. I mean, I was, we were at an event and it was for a bunch of media uh, in Texas and they were, uh, Lexus GT4 cars. They run IMSA that they just won with this weekend. Um, I mean, tons of different Toyotas, Lexuses, production cars, whatever it might be. Um, and my car by far broke the best. Um, and even when there was one day at VIR where we were testing with a bunch of different, um, sports cars, I think it was, um, certain prototype cars, production okay. cars and all that stuff. Um, the car itself doesn't have a whole lot of horsepower, okay. but it handles great. 
and um, I was obviously out breaking and out cornering all the other cars there. Um, what they're trying to do is similar to the, the MX-5 Cup, right? So ah, okay. um, it's similar to that in a sense of single make series and um, close racing. So the tire itself is predictable, lasts a long time, which is really important. Um, we tune on the brakes to make it so you have a lot of brakes, but not so much to where it's hard to pass. Um, and then also the huge spoiler on the back of the car is important for punching a big hole in the air. It's not necessarily just, in my opinion, just for um, downforce and handling, but also it's going to promote great racing where it's going to be hard to get away from the guys behind you. So um, big runs on the straightaway, closer pack racing, not like you see at Daytona, but more like you see um, in the sense of, you get away five car lengths and they suck up to you down the straightaway. So you're always going to be in a pack. You're always going to be racing hard for the most part. Um, the sequential shifting is, is really nice, and uh, we've worked really hard to get that perfect, um, and I think we have. So honestly, the car itself came out of the box really strong. We didn't have to do anything or any major wholesale changes. It was more just fine-tuning to make sure that there's no devil in the details. Now, who is who is this series for is this series for professionals is a series for amateur racers gentlemen racers you know is this a series that i could enter i mean how does it who is this for honestly s- sort of all of the above in the sense oh. of um yeah you can go buy a car um race in the series i know that right now um they're going to have 40 cars for next year in the series. 23 is when it starts? Yes. Okay. So um, they're going to have to be a little bit selective about who they give those cars out to. Yeah, don't give me one. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But um, there's, there's, there's already a bunch of different IMSA or TC America teams that want to get involved and bring their drivers into it. Um, so, you know, similar to the, to the MX-5 Cup where um, you might not have the funding to go run um, an IMSA season, but uh, you see how competitive that that series is, the MX-5 Cup. So this is going to be similar to that where, um, you know, really close racing, put uh, a lot of the performance in the driver's hand and go to a bunch of different racetracks and have a, a series that is going to put out a million dollars in purse money. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of money. And and these are the normal road courses that you see most other series run, right? Like yeah. maybe Charlotte or Sonoma. you know Indy Sonoma, you know those. Yeah, Lime Rock, Watkins Glen, maybe those kinds of courses. So that would that would that's a great opportunity. And it's not a super high horsepower car, so it is kind of a good. Um, I use the word entry level, the phrase loosely, um, but stepping stone yeah, too. good stepping stone to a higher series, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's going to obviously teach you a lot of racecraft, um, and the car is going to promote really close racing, which is obviously important for a stepping stone series. What, uh, what an honor that, that, that has, must've been for you. It must be that, that you were the exclusive driver they chose. That says something a lot about their confidence in what you know about setting up cars. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at first I was kind of wondering why did they pick me to do it? Did but, you ask? Um, no, because at the same time I knew that there was a reason that I was the guy for the job and I said I'd trust, um, all the testing I'd done in the past and work hard to give them the best information possible. 
Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so um, that uh, that that's going to be a story we'll be following here on the We Lap Show with Jesse. Uh, we're going to step aside, but when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk to Jesse about what got him started in the sport and kind of walk through his career a little bit, let you get a little bit more familiar with him. We'll be back with more of Jesse and Lee Lap after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Alanon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Alanon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we have got Jesse Love with us in studio. We were talking about his opportunity to actually test a brand new car that Toyota is going to have for a brand new uh, series for next year. I want to take you back now, Jesse, to your humble beginnings in the sport uh, out in California, where you're from. Um, 
you were very young, and I and I, if I remember correctly, your dad raced. Did he just race quarter midgets, or did he go farther than that? No, he just raced quarter midgets. Okay. And then when it was time to go to the next level, my grandfather said it was time to go to law school. <laughs> okay, so uh, I could I could, I have a lot of snappy comebacks for that, but I'm not going to do that because your dad might hit me. Um, so eventually, uh, you obviously got the opportunity to start in quarter midgets. What was that like for you as a young man? It was great. Basically, my uncle Tony Biscacci, um, his two daughters were sorry, his three daughters were kind of all three racing, but mainly the two of um, them, Karina and Antonio, were racing. And uh, my dad obviously raced with Tony when he was younger. So they were always kind of just going to sprint car races when they were at the, you know, just bebopping around. And they heard a sprint car races go and they go watch, right? Sure. um, Racing was always kind of around in the background of my life until I was about five years old or four years old. Um, and then when I was about four, I went to the shop cause my dad took me to Tony's shop and I saw a little coordinates there. Um, my uncle Tony owned like a, an auction, like a car auction deal. So, oh, okay. um, at the shop where all the cars were, uh, the coordinates were off to the side. So I sat in one, I actually, yeah, as cheesy as it sounds, like I still remember sitting in the purple car that Antonio raced, um, and asked them to fire it up and all that stuff. And that's about all I remember. Um, and then I obviously kind of remember asked my dad if I can go do this stuff. And he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe, so, um, <laughs> anyway, a month goes by and he takes me to the quarter minute track. I'm four and a half years old and we kind of study beforehand going over the flags, what this means, what that means, what a, what a racing line is. And I'm four yeah. years old. So I'm trying to process this, but I still remember uh, another cheesy thing. I remember sitting on my dad's bed watching, uh, you know, videos of Baylands quarter midget midget races and and learning what a racing line is. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But At four? At four years old, yeah. Wow. And I can kind of still remember because my house wasn't remodeled yet, so I still remember all the different things. But it's cool. Um, Anyway, we go to the track and pass all that, you know, beginning stuff. Yeah. And then um, the next five years until I was 10 years old, I was um, running through two or three different classes and I won over 250, actually, yeah, I think it was 250 or 300 quarter midget main events. Wow. Um, won a lot of Monza championships, uh, went to the Winter Nationals and, and won a few of those races. Um, I forgot grands, I think there were two. I won some grands. And, okay. Um, a lot of, obviously, track records and, and championships, but they have weird names for the series is yeah. in, in quarter midget, yeah, so I'm trying do. to piece it all together, but... Um, did that for a long time. And then when it was time to go to the next level, we did that. What was the next level for you? Was it the, the midget, the, um, focus midget kind of car? What are they call Western States midgets out there? Or yeah. Something? So it's a, it's a speed two midget or, two, or TQ yeah. okay. or D2 midget. Okay. Uh, there's like five different names for them, <laughs> yeah. but it was called the Ford focus midget series, yeah. midget series at the time. So whenever I was at, um, Madera, California at the quarter, quarter midget track there, I would see, um, different drivers running around that track. And I was like, man, I want to go do that stuff. And, uh, keep in mind, I'm, I'm kind of growing up and still learning what USAC is and what, right. you know, open wheel racing really is. So, um, did some test days in the focus midget stuff. And my dad, um, he got the bug for racing himself and bought a sprint car for himself oh, and, really? for, and bought, um, and got himself 
or got myself um, a dirt car and a pavement car to go run that D2 stuff. Okay. So how long did your dad keep racing before he finally just kind of got out of it and focused on your career? Yeah, so he did that until I was about 11, 12 years old. Okay, so a year or two. Yeah, so yeah. He, did, he did it for three years maybe. Okay. Um, and then – when it was when he was kind of realized, okay, well, it's kind of getting a little bit more serious. Um, he stopped doing it, but I think he kind of had his fun and was yeah. content with it. Yeah, yeah. So it was all about Jesse now, um, and so you you did really well in those, and then you went to the the um, Madeira Junior Late Model Fifty One Fifty Junior Late Model Series. Um, why why that transition instead of maybe staying with the open wheel? Was there a particular reason or just because it was there? Well, that's a great question. I mean, if you think about it, I had a lot of success in the D2 stuff. Uh-huh. I won six USAC championships in it. Wow. Um, yeah, ding, ding. <laughs> um, mainly, I was more dominant on the pavement stuff because there was only like four or five dirt races a year. So it was really just like get through those with a clean race and then go run the pavement stuff and then... Uh, you get the overall championship because yeah. that's how USAC was. The time was even in the full midget stuff was combine and then you win the right. championship with that. So uh, I don't really know why. I just think that stock cars was something that I kind of thought was the top echelon in America. And I wanted to go see if I could do that. Um, I wasn't very familiar with IndyCar, but I was familiar with NASCAR. Okay. My dad grew up racing with Jeff Gordon and because of that, oh, wow. my dad was more familiar with NASCAR. So I think that um, their relationship kind of cultivated me to lean more to the uh, stock car stuff. And then when I started the stock car stuff, I just that was when I really just took off. So it kind of made the decision really easy. Yeah, you won a bunch of those races and a couple. Did you, did you win a couple championships in that series? If yeah. I remember right. So the Junior Late Mall series, um, I tested with uh, Nate Clare Motorsports, yes. and then we decided to run two seasons with them. And the first season is eight race series, and it was great at the time. We had B mains and, and full fields and yeah. televised, and everything it was crazy. Mad TV, yeah, 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 national television. And um, I won five races out of the eight races the first year, and then the next year I won four to eight. So, and I won the championship both years. Yeah. So that was a big time for me. That was also when Haley Deegan was my teammate, so I got hooked up with Toyota through that. Okay, so. And you you went from that into uh, some like some pro late model races out there, but then you also started doing some midget stuff and sprint car stuff, and you worked with some great people in those um, those forms of the sport. Out yeah, there. absolutely. I always my dad always wanted me to stay sharp with the dirt stuff. Um, I always did kind of just a little bit of part time dirt stuff, whether it be part time spec sprint stuff um, or part time. Uh, dirt midget stuff for Trace Van Dyne, but I was mainly focused on the stock car stuff and the open wheel pavement stuff. So um, I won a BCRA championship on the pavement and the overall, and I won, I think, five races with with Trace um, in the last year that I ran with him. So uh, we had a really good good deal going, and um, that all that stuff's kind of a blur. It's crazy how fast it can all go, but... Um, Race against some really good drivers, Jerome Rodella, Wally Pankratz, uh, Davey Hamilton Jr. So, I mean, it was it was definitely a lot of fun and, and kind of 
where I get a lot of the car control stuff on the stock car side. And Davey's back uh, winning races again. Yeah, <laughs> it's great to think. see. Yeah, it's yeah. A, um, and so now um, from there, you just kind of went toward um, stock car, and uh, you've won two ARCA championships with Bill McAnally racing out west. Um, what was the transition like to the big? arca style car because that's a it's a it's a whole different animal than even the late model let alone the the midgets and sprint cars you were racing yeah that's when i uh in my first season in arca um i'd only driven on those eight inch control tires with the grooves and the and the junior late stuff as far as stock cars go so yeah. i was used to like no grip but i did run the um new summer speed weeks for chris wimmer before i started the arca season so super late model super late model yeah. So then I realized what a car with bump stops feels like with uh, eight, with 10 inch slick tires. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, and this thing has some grip, right? So, um, and a spool and all that good stuff. So, got into my first season in ARCA and kind of learned how to drive a big car and drive a big heavy stock car on, on radial tires with no bump stops and your call bound and weighs um, 50% more than, than a super late model. So, um, took me a little bit to, to learn that. Um, but when I did, man, we we took off running and, and won two championships. Well, and and you know, not to mention that with the radial tire, when when you lose control, you pretty much lost control, right? I mean, those the, you don't save those as quickly as you you would save, um, you know, save uh, the tires you've been running like in the super weights with your bias plies. So that had to be a real change for you too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. If you look at pictures from when like Arca or Canaan East and West ran on uh, bias fly tires on the Hoosiers, um, it looks like they have a foot of skew in the car because yeah. they're just that's how you how a bias fly works. It's a lot more um, malleable and the sidewall flexes a lot more on a radial. You don't really have a sidewall in a sense. Um, if you ever looked at one like a general tire, you can kind of understand put picture to thought. But um, no, I definitely had to learn a different style of driving and you know it's a different technique but if you're a racer you got to figure it out for sure oh yeah well and you know so you've you've won two straight championships Mm -hmm. out west and and in in that time you've also been running some races over this way with um billy venturini and venturini motorsports billy is um, one of the most entertaining people in all of the sports, in my opinion. And uh, he also, Billy is, you know, if he's got something to say, he's already said it. Um, <laughs> so it's got to be fun to race for with a guy like that. And I, I'm sure that's been a, a, a lot of fun getting on some of the bigger tracks, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's another whole new technique you have to learn uh, racing on big tracks learning how to use arrow to your advantage and not your disadvantage and obviously to hold different style of racetracks. So that's been a lot of fun and still working at it, but having fun winning races doing it. Yeah. I, well, I can imagine. Now, where was your first win with, with, uh, with Venturini yeah. at Salem? Yeah. Salem. Um, yeah. quarter mile, right? Is a half, no, it's a half, half mile. mile. Yeah. High banked. High banked. Yeah. Yes. That had to be a thrill. Oh, it was, it was great. It was a phenomenal win and a great time racing against uh, some really stout guys. So that really uh, kind of jump-started my whole Venturini um, Explore. We'll be back with more in a moment. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hey, I'm Howie Nisigano and you're listening to Be Lab Radio. Welcome back to Elite Lap here on WSIC. If you're listening to us on one of our other affiliates, we are happy to have you as well or on demand. Uh, of course, you can get all of our shows at steeringwheelnation.com and uh, excited that that new site has launched. We've got Steering Wheel Nation magazine launching in August. Can't wait for that. That is going to be uh, a great addition to the Steering Wheel family, we hope. So um, happy to have all of you with us. And Jesse Love is with us for this show and talking about his transition to ARCA and first win at Salem. And we'll fast forward just a little bit to uh, this year, 2022. And it's funny how sometimes things go away and then they come back again because for a year or two, you didn't do a whole lot of dirt 
racing other than the Chili Bowl and a few other things. But now, um, here recently this year, you've started to race on some dirt tracks again, and specifically at Millbridge Speedway, right uh, up the road from us, um, between Mooresville and Salisbury. And uh, talk about how that all came together with Toyota and with Chad Boat and what you've been doing there. Yeah, so I got a call from, uh, again, my boss, Trent Rodriguez, and said that they were going to be fielding a car um, in some micro-events with Chad at Millbridge throughout the year. So uh, myself, Corey Heim, John Harnimachek, Ben Rhodes, um, and I think there's a few other people, too, that are going to be driving uh, the car. Oh, wow. But um, just kind of it's a TRD car, so um, they're fielding it for their drivers. So anyway... um, I was the first one to go do it and kind of just started to roll off the gate pretty well with Chad. Uh, my first race, I back, I did some testing stuff and I uh, really focused on wanting to do well with him. And the first race, Kyle Larson was my teammate and we went back and forth and we actually started on the front row together. Keep in mind, there's 45 cars a weekend for, uh, wow. for the non-wing stuff at Millbridge. So um, a lot of cars and, and me and Kyle started on the front row together and I actually somehow took the lead for a while and held him off for a little bit. Um, late in the race, he got me back. And um, anyway, ran really close with him, almost won that race. Uh, the next race, um, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, they're all there. Um, I think Christopher's up the first one too. And we were all, you know, trading sliders a lot. And um, I almost beat Christopher. I ran second to him. Um, <laughs> so I haven't won with Chad yet, but I've been really close. And uh, I think the last race I ran, I. Uh, it was the double down showdown deal. So there was a, I think 90 cars total in the whole pit area wow. between the midgets and the micros, a ton of cars and, um, traded sliders with Kyle, Christopher, um, and Frank flood and the KKM car all for the win. Um, led some laps, started like fourth or something. So, um, been in contention to win. Um, of course, always a Larson or a bell or somebody that, <laughs> that, that gets me, but, um, it's definitely opened the door up for more opportunities and, Chad Boat's definitely been a big part of um, my success over there and want me to do well. So um, I'm a, gratefully um, get, get to go do some racing with him and very grateful to um, Trent and, and Chad and obviously good Lord above too for making that possible. But uh, man, really pumped about that and looking forward to doing a few races throughout the summer. It's got to be because it wasn't that long ago that you were watching Larson and Bell and all these people at the Chili Bowl and all these other races and whatever. Now you're actually getting to race with them and against them. And I mean, what's the relationship like with you and those guys? Because that, I mean, that must be just the thrill of a lifetime for you. Yeah, it's great. Um, Kyle, obviously, my teammate at uh, CB Industries, has been a great help to me. And I've been able to lean on him a little bit and learn some stuff from him. Uh, whether it's um, him telling me or him showing me when he drives by me and throws a slide <laughs> on me and does something different than I do, and I can learn that way too. But it's been great. You know, I obviously did some part time dirt stuff um, when I was younger, yeah. and, and that was great. But um, you know, when I when I lost that opportunity, I had no idea how much that was going to hurt. So when I did get an opportunity to go back to run some dirt races, um, I put a lot of effort into it and really wanted to succeed. So, um, again, thank you to Chad for, for helping me develop and, and helping point out some bad habits that I had that I've, uh, worked on. And I feel like obviously a whole different driver when it comes to racing on dirt. It's fun watching like Kyle with his son. I don't Mm. know if you've had a chance to be a part of that 
kind of interaction. But um, I feel I think of all the drivers, their little kids that race at Millbridge. I think Kyle is the most fun. He videos a lot of it too, so you can see. And his kid is a hoot. Yeah, Owen's funny. Funny story about Owen. So, uh, me, Kyle, Owen, and and I think Brent Cruz was was there too. We were all at the go kart track at GoPro, um, and me and Brent and some other TRD drivers run uh, like these shifter carts around there and, and kind of get better at road course stuff. Uh, I don't think Kyle was driving, but he was coaching Owen, and Owen walks into our garage and grabs like a wing decal pack that apparently was there for his. Um, Outlaw cart, go kart deal, and um, there's like a big thing of of goldfish, and he knocks it over on accident. Right? I mean, it it goes everywhere. It it floods the entire garage. This is the candy, like the goldfish. Yeah, Yeah, goldfish, like the cracker. Yeah, cracker. And um, he like looks up at me and Brent, and I was just like, "I'll I'll pick it up for you." He's like, "Cool," and then just (laughs) walks away. Like nothing ever happened. So (laughs) Owen's definitely uh, he's funny to to talk to and to see how he goes about things it's pretty funny yeah it's uh it's been it, it's fun to watch the the guys kyle bush and his son and, and clint boyer and his son and kyle uh larson and his son those guys it's fun to watch the drivers with their kids it's just so different seeing them in that setting when they're not under all that pressure driving themselves um okay so um where where does this year go you're still running um obviously a, a schedule of super late races for um for Wimmer. uh and i know you've obviously got arca and some more dirt stuff what does this year look like for you and are is there more with the toyota series or is that done um so i think that right now is obviously they're not going to start that until 2023 so i'll probably still do some more testing for them and and r&d and all that but um but (laughs) we're boring jesse no no it's not that Um, (laughs) you didn't get enough sleep last night but uh no definitely not but um doing some Donnie Wilson super late models as well. So um, quite honestly, just doing a lot of super late race and ARCA racing, a little bit of Trans Am stuff, oh, uh, nice. Watkins Glen and everything like that. So, um, and then I'll be doing some midget races for Chad Boat later in uh, the summer. Trans Am at Watkins Glen. Now, who are you racing for in the Trans Am series? Legacy or who? No. Uh, so Nitro Motorsports. So Nick Tucker. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So now, uh, Connor Zilich, I think, is that the team he raced for Brent, at one Brent point? Cruz Brent is, Cruz. Yeah. Yes, it was Brent. I knew there was somebody locally mm-hmm. here. How did that come about for you? That's um, a good team. Yeah, it's great. Nick's, uh actually does all our go-kart stuff, too. So, oh, he does? Um, his son's funny, too. He's, he's, How uh, old is his son now? I mean, probably. He's got to be 12. No, he's pretty young. Oh, he is still young? He's probably like six, maybe. Oh, I was thinking But Nick brings him to the go-kart track, and he's just funny to to just see how he interacts. I've known Nick since he was racing legends. Yeah, no, Nick's great. Nick's great. But um, no, so obviously I'm going to Watkins Glen and and later in the year, and road course racing is becoming a big proponent in NASCAR. So um, Toy is really focused on making sure that um, their drivers are well-equipped for that. And they want us to do all that. And if you can be good at road racing, you can do what A.J. Allmendinger's doing and, and be able to win um, consistently and put up good sure. numbers. So you want to be able to, get, be able to be good on road course, and uh, it doesn't just come by you know lack of effort. So you have to put effort into it and work on it, and Trans Am's obviously a great way to do that. You picked up road racing early, I feel like, because you were doing it at like for some reason, 13. You for some reason, road course racing just clicks for me. I don't understand why. I won a world championship um, in legend car racing. Yeah. And uh, whenever I go to the road court or the go kart track, it always you know works well. But I won my first ARCA race on road course. Oh, that's right. And then I finished second 
um, and the next ARCA race on road course. Then I went to Sonoma and, the, and broke. Um, and then I went to Portland, which is where Xfinity was last week, and almost won that race. And so that turn one debacle every time. It'll get you every time. And there's a green-white checkered at Portland. The entire <laughs> front five cars are going to wreck out. Um, but I still managed to finish third in that. So, um, no, I've been having a really good career on, as far as road course goes. And, um, yeah, I love enjoy it. And it's fun. No, it's, it's definitely cool. It's unique, and um, I th- have a lot of respect for it. What's the hardest part about road racing versus old? Um, probably well in a stock car. Oh, not, anything. Just the the because I, I feel like just conceptually it's so different. Um, you don't want to be overly aggressive with the. It's all about breaking people, not, right? Yeah, oh, breaking and not overdriving it. Yeah. You'll see. You watch the Xfinity race. Austin Cindric looks like he's on a Sunday drive. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. He he, he exits so in the middle meticulous. of the racetrack, and everybody else yeah. is hanging it out and they're going a second slower. So um, as far as stock cars goes, also not getting wheel hop and, and being good with the brakes. That's probably the most important thing. Yeah. It just, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a whole different skill set. I feel like to run a road course successfully than it is an oval, um, just a, a whole different mindset, but, um, you've been able to successfully adapt to basically everything that you've raced. What is the hardest car that you've driven so far? A dirt midget. Yeah. No, Why? Um, well, for one, I don't fit in them very well. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you're getting taller. That, that's hard. I, I, I don't understand how some guys do that, but and like especially taller than me, I'm six foot. Yeah. So um, I don't know something about midget racing. It's um, they're easy to tip over, and obviously they are really small. So being able to fit in the car for me is actually a little bit of a challenge. So that would be really comfortable. Um, they are easy to tip over and. It's hard to get the tires to really hook up. In a sprint car, you have so much grip, especially with a wing car, you have so much grip. So it's hard to get traction, and when you do get in the curb, it's hard not to get tight. Everything about it is just hard. It's hard to nail the bottom. If you get in the slick, you just slide forever. So um, in my opinion, nothing's harder than a dirt midget for some reason for me. Well, and well, they, and they haven't changed much over the years. Like mm. sprint cars and midgets are the same as they were 20 years ago, it feels like, for the most part. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. there's definitely new technology yeah. and stuff, but it's not like we're on bump stops or anything like that. Yeah, so. those cars on dirt, both well, of them. Kind of, sometimes we are. Violent, but. yeah, well, that, yeah. Um, amazing, yeah. You've driven just so many different kinds of cars for being so young. It's just incredible what you've had thrown at you. It's almost like a college education at 17. Um, you're not even college age yet. Okay, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to have more with Jesse Love as Lead Lap continues after this. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Alanon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Alanon and Alatine can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? 
wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. One of these days, I'm going to just ask him to do it live. <laughs> Welcome back to Me Lap. And, uh, it always takes the guest by surprise when he hears his reentry. So uh, Jesse Love is with us in studio and has been for the entire show and um, running a mix of uh, racing this year with uh, Asphalt Late Models and, of course, uh, ARCA West, ARCA National stuff. Um, you know, you, you've, you've got your Millbridge schedule on the dirt. Um, a lot of different things i'm curious is there is there something on your bucket list is there a race any kind of car anywhere in the world that you would love to race before your career is over understanding of course you're just getting started um yeah i mean uh, the indy 500s the i mean to me it's probably the greatest race in the world obviously i want to be a cup champion and that's my end goal is um to win a lot of them but um, the Indy 500, I think, is the greatest race in the world, and uh, I have a lot of respect for that and would love to uh, have my name on that uh, board runner trophy. What is, when you watch Jimmy Johnson at Indy this year, what was going through your mind? I mean, that's such a drastic change for him. It's definitely cool. I mean, um, you can tell where I mean, it kind of looks similar to dirt racing in the sense where you just have to be an animal, right? And whether or not you're willing to do that, especially at Jimmy's point in his career, um, and and put yourself out there, it says a lot more about um, him than anything. Yeah. Like to put yourself out in a situation where you might not succeed. Um, but then again, uh, nobody probably has more confidence behind the wheel than he does. So 
it was cool to see, and I'm glad that um, for the most part he did well and had some had some good runs at points. It's all about the athleticism. I mean, here's a guy who won seven Cup championships. He's done off road stuff. He's gone to Indy and done that. Now runs Indy Car, runs a marathon. He ran a marathon and completed it in a very uh, reasonable um, time for for a rookie. Just um, people, I don't think people realize how athletic motorsports has become. What's it like for you? Your training and all of that. Yeah, so I train five days a week, sometimes six, at uh, TPC, Toyota Performance Center in uh, Cornelius, North Carolina. And that's just another one of the great things that Toyota Race and Development has has blessed me with. So that's been great. Um, my coach, Caitlin, and, and Elijah uh, work with me on um, everything from, obviously, lifting to build a strong body, but um, the meticulous things and the small things, reaction timing, neck muscles, the, the tiniest muscles in your body uh, you think don't matter, matter so much when yeah. you're trying to um, have endurance, especially in a car, and, and hold yourself up and things like that. So it's the weird things that um, aren't, obviously, I guess you could say visible in the naked eye or or you have to really dive into motorsports athleticism, and they do a great job at that. So um, that's a whole other segment is talking about all the stuff that um, I do based off of um, the opportunities that they give me. But, yeah, I work out uh, six days a week, and it's definitely changed my perception as far as driving every weekend goes. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, we got about four minutes left or so in the show. Time for a little rapid fire. These are random questions. Here we go. First thing that comes to your mind, Jesse, what do you value most in your friends? Um, trust. Okay, that was fairly easy. Um, which words or phrases do you most overuse? Um, um, <laughs> there's my answer. Yep. That's funny, isn't it? First thing, um, um, yeah. filler words. Okay. Filler All right. Words we'll take sure. that. If you could send a message to the entire world in 30 seconds, what would you say? Ah, uh, I would probably say that with everything going on in the world, uh, at the same time, we're all God's children and I would, uh, I love every day seeing people get along and, even with all the negativity in the world, I I would love to see everybody um, act accordingly in the sense that uh, we're all God's children. That's a great answer. I don't know if it was 30 seconds, but it was still a great answer. What characteristic are you most known for? It's a hard one. Um, probably having sometimes a little bit too much confidence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not to confident. say cockiness, but, you know. Confidence. Confidence, yeah. okay. Um, what is the favorite thing that you bought this year? Uh, favorite thing that I bought? I don't buy many things. I'll tell you my favorite thing I bought last year was my, okay. my uh, Toyota Supra. There you go. There you go. That's 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 definitely a, a favorite list. Okay. Right out there. So the next question uh, was going to be what's your guilty pleasure, but we don't want to get you in trouble with your mom, so we'll skip that. <laughs> if you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be? Um, happiness. That's kind of easy one, but no. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, all but three, mm-hmm. which ones would you keep? Which three? I would keep uh phone call app. Okay. 
Um, Snapchat. Hmm. And Race Monitor. Oh, wow. Okay, so none of the, the social media we, most of us would, would choose. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is something you like that most people don't? Um, do most people like pickles? Uh, I don't know, but we'll go with that. I don't like pickles. Well, so I love know. pickles, yeah. Now, do you like cucumbers? Uh, not really. See, that's weird. I'm the opposite. It's a whole I could different eat cucumbers deal. all day, oh. and they're basically the same thing. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Mm. Uh, it's obviously really cheesy, but don't give up and keep a winning mentality. That's great advice. I like that. Okay. Um, if there were a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? Um, hmm, that's a good one. It'd probably be like a po' boy sandwich, like lobster, mayo, and then like tartar sauce. Oh, wow. Like a toasted bun. Interesting. I, like okay. lo- I love lobster, yeah. That's that's random, but... Not yeah. a big sandwich guy, though. Okay, fair enough. All right, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Final question. Hairline. <laughs> Explain that. What's I have a receding hairline, and I... Thanks to my father, and oh. I changed that I didn't have a receding hairline. Oh well, I have a I, I got five head when I was four, so I mean, you know, I I can relate to you on that, Jesse. Real quick, um, hit your sponsors and thank yous. First off, thank you, the girl or above. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everybody that uh, is tuning in to listen to me ramble for an hour. Um, I've got some great sponsors this year, great partners. Everybody at Twitter Racing Development, Mobile One, JBL Audio, Crescent Tools, and of course Yahoo, who we're bringing on for um, the first time. Motorsports, also Crescent Tools. So, uh, thank you to all of those people. And looking forward to uh, putting a lot of those partners in victory lane this year. You forgot to mention race face brand development. Ron is going to kill you when he he hears this. You are in big trouble, young man. I'm going to call him away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Where do people find you? Jesse Love racing.com yes you can find me at jesse love racing.com jesse love jr on my instagram and my snapchat and jesse love racing on twitter and on facebook thanks for being on jesse that's it for lead lap have a great week so long you've been listening to the lead lap show home to southeast motorsports coverage on the radio for more exciting and passionate motorsport content follow lead lap show on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and visit leadlabshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.